Has this ever happened to you where your whole mood, attitude, thoughts, and emotions are literally written all over your face, where your body shows up and communicates things that you weren't really ready to speak about? Well, it's happened to me. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how our body language speaks. I'm Alicia Caldwell, the mental fitness coach and the host of the Me, Myself, and Her podcast, where issues that challenge the mental fitness of women leaders take the spotlight. Our communication is one of the most important aspects of building relationships with other people. But you all already know that. What you may not realize is that before you say a verbal word, communication is already in play. From the moment someone visually sees you to the moment that you open your mouth to greet or say something to them, impressions and communication has already taken place. As women leaders, we speak to individuals, groups, and large audiences on a regular basis. And while we may be good at the spoken word, we may be neglecting the most important aspect of connecting with our people how we look and behave while we say what we say. It's not enough to get the words right. And that's where many of us make mistakes. We think that just having the right word, the right sentences put together is enough. When in fact, our nonverbals account for 60 to 80% of the impact and impressions that we make during a social interaction. Whether we like it or not, our gestures, our facial expressions, the posture and mannerisms that we make during our conversations or presentations are more powerful communicators than the words that we speak. Our bodies in partnership with our spoken words matter. They make a difference in how people perceive and receive us. They make a difference in how we show up and the energy that we bring to a stage, a boardroom, a classroom, or a one-on-one interaction with a colleague, a customer, or a potential client. Although I'm sharing examples that are business related, keep in mind that our body language matters in our personal interactions as well. They matter to our friends and our family members. So keep that in mind as I share a few examples here in just a moment. But I want you to think about this. You are sending messages to those around you without verbally speaking a word. And as a leader, people will need to buy into us before they buy into our vision, our mission, and our leadership. The majority of opinions that are formed about us as women leaders are formed within minutes of observing us. Just the same as we make opinions of others when they show up in a room as well. We're sizing people up. Do you look friendly, approachable, trustworthy? Are you someone that I even want to work with? Based on the nonverbal factors. Is that fair? Maybe not. Is it true? Absolutely. Think about the last time you went to a social gathering prior to the pandemic, and you didn't really know anyone in the room, how did you determine who you would connect with? 
It was based on nonverbal factors for the most part. I know when I show up in a, a group of people and I don't know anyone, I'm looking for the friendly faces that I can connect with. So there are these factors, these nonverbal factors, whether we do it consciously or not, that we gravitate toward when we're looking to connect with people. Now, look, I don't want you to get hypersensitive or self-conscious about how you look based on this information. But instead, I want you to feel more informed and empowered about how you can maximize a few body signals that are already in play. And I want you to start small, especially if you haven't really thought about your body language lately. So today I want to give you three quick tips to level up your nonverbal communication. And these are three things that, that I did in the the very beginning. And the first thing I started with is getting acquainted with my face. My facial expressions just don't always use their inside voice. Before I know it, my eyebrow has raised, my forehead is frowned, and my eyes are squinting or opening wider than I realize. And it's communicating something that I didn't mean to communicate yet. The first thing that people look at when considering whether or not to engage with you is your face. What does your face look like? Are you frowning? Are you smiling? Are you giving eye contact, which we're going to get to in just a moment? But one of the most basic things that you can do with your face to send a nonverbal and welcoming message is to smile. Smiling is a universal gesture that communicates friendliness. People are naturally just drawn to a smiling face. Our smiling faces have been challenged by this pandemic because it's covering up our smile, but that doesn't mean we can't maximize the smile behind the mask because whether we know it or not, Our voice inflection changes when we're smiling. So you can probably tell when you're talking to someone, even if they have on a mask, whether or not they're smiling. Their eyes change a little bit as well. So just because we're behind a mask doesn't mean we have to eliminate our smile. Does this mean that you have to go around smiling at everyone? No, it doesn't. But if your intention is to connect with people and build relationships, a smile is a valuable nonverbal to offer. Here's one thing to keep in mind. Even when talking over the phone or behind a mask, your tone and voice inflection is affected by your smile. Smiles, even when they are unseen, still offer valuable relationship building benefits because they can still be heard. The second thing is eye contact. Eye contact with the person that you're communicating with, it conveys interest and a desire to have a connection and perhaps build a relationship with that person. For some, eye contact is not that simple. And if you're a woman that has a difficult time with the comfortable and natural forms of eye contact, the good news is you can practice. Start with people you're comfortable with and ask for feedback. Find out if you're blinking too much, seem unnatural, or looking away too long. You can also practice in front of a mirror to see how you look and feel while giving eye contact. This may seem weird, but it's really not. 
Before I get in front of an audience to provide a presentation, I I often practice in front of a mirror just to see what my body signals are sending and what my face looks like. What type of eye contact am I providing? And that gives me muscle memory. So when I'm actually doing it, it's not as stressful because I've already practiced and I know how my hand gestures and my movements are going to flow throughout the conversation or the presentation. One last thing about eye contact. It is okay to occasionally look away to think or process what is being said. There is this delicate balance between good eye contact and an uncomfortable stare into someone's eyes during a conversation. So you don't want to stare so long and intensely that the other person starts to feel uncomfortable. There is this mastery and this practice and just this naturalness that will eventually come the more you practice. Eye contact may sound simple, but it may not be easy to do it naturally and in a way that conveys trust, kindness, or confidence until you find your own rhythm and comfort and doing it on a regular basis. The last thing I would like to share is minimize movements that are distractions. Fidgeting can be misconstrued as boredom or impatience. Nail biting may make you seem nervous. Squirming in your chair may communicate untrustworthiness. Rocking, tapping your pen are all distractions that can take away from the true meaning and the experience of the interaction that you're having with the person or the group in front of you. And here's another thing. During a conflict, what our body is doing is even more important because emotions are probably heightened. So crossing your arms, clenching your fists, or pacing back and forth may have an escalating impact for you and the other person because the words and the body signals mixed together can compound the emotion level and the expressions that are taking place. And if you are a a public speaker like I am, when you're speaking in front of an audience, you want to pay attention to what you're doing with your arms, hands, and your overall body. Are your nonverbals a distraction or asset to the information that you're wanting to convey? The bottom line is our body awareness is important as we maximize our nonverbal communication, whether it's in a business, personal, or professional manner. What is happening with the whole package of who we are, it matters. And what many of us as women leaders fail to realize is the majority of that package is our nonverbals. Nonverbals can include your body movements, your posture, tone of voice, volume, touch, space, gestures, and eye contact. I know that's a lot. I don't expect you to remember or master all of this today because there are whole books written on body language. That's why I wanted to stop by today and just give you three easy tips that you can start with. But if you're interested in learning more about body language, I do have a resource that can get you started. There's a book that I have, and it's called The Definitive Book of Body Language by Alan and Barbara Peace. And it's very interesting. I haven't actually read the book from cover to cover, but I go to different chapters depending on what I want to learn about on a particular day. And it's very informative, but I'm sure there are other books out there that you can tap into to become more in tune with your body of language. 
I really enjoyed speaking to you about this topic today, um, but I want to leave you with this. I don't know where you are in the country or in the world, but there are many people going through a lot right now related to the pandemic, related to brutally cold weather conditions, power outages, no running water, and a list of other things. And I just want to say that I am praying for each and every person, each and every household that is struggling struggling today. Each and every household that's been struggling, maybe even for the past year as this pandemic has been raging through our world and our country, our communities, and our families. I am wishing each and every one of you health, wellness, prosperity, and resilience. And my ultimate prayer is that on the other side of all of these challenges, that we will come out stronger, better, more connected, and with the spirit of collaboration and community that we've never seen. Thank you for your continued support of the Me, Myself, and Her podcast. And please take care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found value in the conversation. Keep in mind that the information shared is not a substitute for services from a licensed mental health provider or medical professional. To read the blog version of this conversation, go to my website at livelikeher.com and check it out. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at livelikeher2 and on Facebook at livelikeher. Join me again next week for another conversation about who we are, who we want to be, and how to become her.